All right, y'all. Welcome back to another week of the I Am Her podcast. I'm so happy that you guys are still rocking with me. We are on episode five of eight. I got three more episodes left this season, and I'm so excited. This podcast has been taking off in a way that I didn't even imagine it would. And to think that this is only the start makes me so excited. So let's see. So let's talk about music right quick because my girl Kalani done put out a new album this past weekend on Friday, last Friday on the 8th. Mm -hmm. She put out a whole, a new album and (laughs) since you did that, I needed all of that. Okay. Like, thank you so much. And I also just kind of want to complain about how nobody put me on Ari Lennox. Um, so like I knew who she was and the only song I knew about her was Shea Butter Baby. And like, I tried to play her album a couple months ago and I'm like, eh, y'all overhyping her. Like, I don't, I don't get the hype. And then the other day I was on Instagram and you know, like those random hair tutorial videos. I saw one of those and the music that was playing in the background, I could tell it was Ari Lennox. I kind of got used to her voice. I was like, oh, what song is this? So I went to the comments because, you know, the comments be letting you know. I went to the comments and it was BMO on her uh, on her album, Shea Butter. I think her album is called Shea Butter Baby. And honey, that song, I'm playing that song at least once, five times a day because it's just so, it's so lit. That song is my summer anthem. The whole album is my summer anthem, even though the, the album came out last year. But you know what? That's my business. And I'm going to do what I want to do because who going to check me? Who going to stop me? Okay? All right. So, <laughs> yeah, now I got to give you a little two-minute rant prior to. So, this week is going to be something I kind of wrestled with what I wanted it to be titled because it's kind of a mixture of two different things so basically it's going to be about being emotionally present and self-aware they kind of well not kind of they do go hand in hand and yeah so just kind of a backstory of where this topic came from as you know I did just recently move from one side of the country to the middle of the country from Charlotte, North Carolina to Dallas, Texas. And I have no family out here. I don't it we quarantine, so I don't really I don't know anybody out here. So it it's it was it in the beginning it was okay. I was content, you know, I had my Netflix, I had my Hulu, we was chilling. But then all of a sudden in like the past two weeks, I started to feel a little different as in like I was irritated, I was snappy, I was, I just wasn't myself, and I just kind of pushed it away, like, oh, yada, 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 it's nothing, we go through these moments sometimes, but then a couple of days later, I started to get emotional, meaning, like, I just wanted to cry, and I didn't know what it was, I'm like, okay, are we okay? Like, I had, I literally looked in the mirror and talked to myself, like, you okay, sis? And that at that moment, I had to actually come to terms with I'm not okay. And what that was was me being homesick. I shared this story on my Instagram story if you follow, uh, follow me on that. 
And so, yeah, I just, I was like, wow, I'm really homesick. And I didn't know why, because I don't know, it's weird because I, I was living away from my family, three hours away from my family when I was in Charlotte and I was fine. And so I guess it's just the thought that I can't just drive home and go to them is what really made me extra emotional. And so once I came to terms with me being extra emotional and that I was homesick, instead of kind of just trying to brush under the rug like, oh, you'll be okay, you'll be fine, things happen, you'll, you're strong, you can get through this like you get through everything, I actually sat there and allowed myself to feel those emotions. I needed to go through the emotions of those emotions and that helped so much. I was, I, I actually, like I, what I said earlier, I was emotionally present. I was self-aware. I was aware of what was going on with myself, what was going on with my mind and that I needed to fix that. And so after I, you know, excused myself to a private area and kind of, you know, shed, broke down a little bit for like five minutes, I came back and I felt so much better. But with that too, I didn't want to stay in that, that, that sad place. I didn't want to, you know, stay, stay in that position. So I kind of just went out and did some things to distract myself. I went for a walk. I did some laundry. I organized the drawer. I ate a snack. I think I had some sunflower seeds. I ate a snack. I was watching something good on Hulu. I was stretching. Like I just did so much. And by the end of that day, I felt so much better. And so I say all that to say, (laughs) you have to be emotionally present. You have to be aware of what's going on and you, you can't be afraid of your emotions. Um, like you're, you feel the emotion and you get scared or you're just like, Ooh, I'll deal with this later. No, if you are, if you're able to deal with it at that time, deal with it at that time. And so some things I I made a short list of things that I did consciously um day, the days following that that kind of helped me to get over that hump to make sure that I know that it's okay to feel that way but we're not going to stay there. So the first thing was I basically decluttered my mind of any negative thoughts. So one, I'll just be completely open and honest. One thought that would constantly play through my mind was that, oh, you're all the way across the country. Nobody's going to come visit you. You're all alone. None of your family's going to ever come see you. And I couldn't tell myself that because that put me in such a dark spot considering how I felt in the past in regards to that. That's something for a totally, that's a topic for a totally different day. But I couldn't tell myself, you're all alone, you're, nobody's going to come see you. So with that, I basically set a, a mental boundary up in my head to stop myself from going to that dark path. So in that bubble, I told myself, your family's going to come visit you can talk to your family at any given moment. Your family still loves you. Your family hasn't forgotten about you. You can call them. You can FaceTime them and everything. And so 
those are the thoughts that keep me positive. And then also, too, I'm talking to two of my best cousins where they're based at my cousin's sisters, both first cousins. And so I talked to them frequently and I told them how I was feeling. And so speaking with them kind of it, it helped so much. I'm I'm a lot happier with being out here now because I'm seeing what I'm, I'm seeing what I've been saying to myself that I can still talk to them and everything. And so with that boundary, when you feel yourself nearing the edge of that wall, getting ready to climb over, be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid to be like, ah, ah. like, you know how you tell a toddler, like, ah, ah, don't do that. Don't yell at yourself. Okay. You can't, I mean, you can yell back, but you know, just, just mentally yell at yourself. Like, ah, ah, no, we're not going there. You're stronger than this. You, you're, you're not built for, you're not, no, you're not built for that. You're not meant to go down that path again you've been there one time you know where it goes we don't want to go back there so just create that 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 mental wall that mental boundary another thing is journaling journaling i'm a huge 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 advocate for journaling i try to convince everybody to buy a journal and just journal i have so many journals around my house but with journaling you're able to pour out your emotions without feeling judged. I know sometimes people are hesitant on talking to people because they feel that they're going to get judged. And that's not okay. Because that that causes you to hold in emotions that you know that you need to get out. And so with journaling, you're basically creating a safe space for yourself. And within that safe space, within the, the four walls of that paper you know (laughs) you're creating an area where you can just pour out your emotions sometimes it doesn't even have to make sense I can't tell you how many times I'll be writing I'll say just as an example I'll say oh yeah the sky is blue oh yeah I want some people like I, I want some sunflower seeds like do you see how those two didn't correlate at all that's how your journaling should be it could be one emotion on one line and then another emotion from something totally different on another line it doesn't matter how it comes out it just needs to come out and then the last thing that I do is basically it kind of goes along with um being emotionally present is you're present towards what's around you not being not trying to go to a place that nothing's happened. Like it, you try to, what's the, what am I trying to say? Don't try to create situations that aren't there that can cause you to go to that place, i.e. triggers. Um, whatever triggers you, whatever you know is going to trigger you emotionally, stay away from that. If you're not dealing with that currently, don't go there. So like, say you're having a grand day at out of the park you're having a picnic with some friends and then suddenly out of nowhere your mind just goes oh your friends talked bad about you a couple years ago these people that you're hanging out with now aren't really your friends no what why would you do that to yourself you haven't you're having the best time of your life and you want to cause a sad day you want to change the mood of the day because of something that's not even happening but because it's something that's happened in the past, you can't control with 
other people have done to you. But you can control how you respond and how you move forward from that. And you you're 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 just take control of that. Don't don't look back at things. I mean, yeah, sometimes you are reminded about things that's happened in the past, but you can't allow that to control your future. Ooh, look look at me. Y'all I'm over here preaching, okay? Like I just feel ooh, I'm sorry, I had to I had to commemorate myself. But for real. So you be you have to be the bigger person in your mind. Don't let your mind be the bigger person and take control of you. You're the bigger person. You're the one that controls your mind. You are the parent of your mind. You are the mother or father if you're a guy. You're the mother or father of your mind. You tell it what to do. Your mind doesn't tell you what to do. Your mind doesn't tell you what to think. And so, yeah. Y'all, I felt this was good, okay? And it's funny because this actually wasn't even supposed to be this week's episode. Next week's episode was supposed to be this week's episode. And then that whole situation happened. And I felt like that was God, you know, telling me, like, get this out. You had that emotional experience to help other people. So this is what I'm doing. I am helping the good people out there in America vote for me. For present, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but y'all, that is everything that I have. I hope that this episode helped you in a way that only you know that it could help you. Nobody knows your journey. Nobody knows your story unless you share it with them. And that's what I'm doing. I hope that you're able to come out of any situation emotionally strong, emotionally well, emotionally beautiful, because... Yes, healing and growth is just a beautiful thing. So, y'all, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day, great weekend, whenever you're listening to this. And hope you guys join me back next week for episode six of the I Am Her podcast. Bye.